Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 26 of the Behind the Edge podcast. I'm your host, Caleb, here with Vex, Jake, and someone new. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, what's up everyone, my name is Kai, uh, also known as KeezerZDC on the Discord and on Instagram, YouTube, whatever. Um, I'm going to be trying my best to add to the podcast um, after being invited by Jake, Vex, and Echo. So um, look forward to podcasting with them and sharing whatever I know about knives. Uh, cool fact about me, I'm living international, so uh, hopefully I'll bring something new to the table. And yeah, I'll be trying my best to co-host with them on future awesome. podcasts. Nice having you. <laughs> so uh, Kai is our new co-host and will be with us on future podcasts. So um, I look forward to, you know, being with you and hopefully... Hopefully it goes smoothly, and hopefully uh, people like you and don't hate you. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys hate him, just send us an email. We can take care of him. (laughs) We can take care of him. Um, But yeah, seriously, though, we've we've known Kai for a while now. He's a very nice guy, and um, I know he's listened to the podcast a lot, so yeah. Um, So moving on to uh, housekeeping. Um, Besides our new co-host, nothing's really uh, changed, you know, in the past two weeks, um since the last podcast uh i still need to update the website but you know with my um with my uh condensed college semester uh it's been hard to find the time but that ends in like literally two weeks and then i get a two-month break so i'll be able to update that make it fancy we have some new cool stuff coming probably new logo uh update the site a bunch um and it'll be like a big revamping so uh look forward to that um, moving on to emails, uh, I wanted to read this, uh, awesome, at least a part, uh, a part of it, a nice email we got from a listener named, um, Matthew, I don't want to say his full name, but I'll say Matthew, um, uh, he messaged us telling us that he has a, he's found the podcast and he has a passion for sharpening and knives, and, um, he's talking about, he talked about his process of buying a house. So he only has a few uh, beater knives, and his favorite episode was episode 16. Um, so it's you know it's always good to hear from our listeners, especially when um, we're uh, we were much less um, consistent with our recording. But uh, yeah, so if you want to email us and uh, talk to us, I respond to all your emails uh, behind the edge pod at gmail.com. Um, and your message will get read on the podcast, unless you tell me not to read it. But yeah, um, <clears throat> so great hear- hearing from you, Matthew. Um, and then now carries. Uh, I carried a 20CV PM2 today. <laughs> That's it. That is so boring. It is boring. I carry it like every day now. Is that the scales? It's it's um, oh yeah, it, the scales are uh, they're like tan. Uh, beige. It's very boring looking. Um, but I, I mean, I love it though. I mean, it's a very nice knife. I've never had to sharpen it and I use it a lot. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I've just dropped it every now and then and it's been great. Um, although the most I do with it is, a uh, cut open like a uh, meat packaging and pop balloons. So, what? <laughs> well, well, for for a Halloween thing, uh, I I popped all the balloons after we were done with them. So that's um, responsible, young man. <laughs> Hard use. Um, 
Yeah, what? hard use, right? Yeah, um, don't abuse that tip too much. Oh yeah, I know. I, I was worried it was blunted after all of that. Can you imagine how many balloons you'd have to pop to make a duel? Dole? Don't like don't even. Dole. Don't even. Someone um, needs to test that. Someone test it. Someone get eighty I don't billion know. I balloons. Popped, <laughs> five million. I think I popped twenty-seven balloons, so it's still sharp. So I at least twenty-seven then. At least. Yeah, at least. <laughs> it's still sharp after. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows the amount? Oh gosh. Um, but Jake. I am carrying the Winter Blade Co. Factor, which I have wanted for a very long time, and an opportunity came up to get one, so I sold some stuff and got one, and it's it's amazing. I mean, it's also 20 CV, but it's not boring as shit, so uh, <laughs> it, it has that going for it. No, it is really interesting, though. Um, it uses, ma- yeah, three magnets in it, uh, two for the detent, and then one after it's locked, uh, kind of in the lock bar thing with, like, a pin. It's very strange. Um but there should be a production version coming out uh, early next year. If you go to Winter Blade Co. Instagram, you can see Brian Winter's uh, posts about that. So if you've been wanting one, um, keep an eye out for that. I'm probably going to be picking up one anyway, just because this thing's really freaking cool. That's very cool. I've, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen a knife with uh, magnets in it, actually. It's very <laughs> bizarre. I like it a lot. How's the action cool. like on it? Uh, really, really smooth, actually. Um, opening it is super super easy basically once you push it past those magnets with barely any force really um it it flies open and locks pretty securely um and once you unlock it it drops shut it's it's a little dangerous i've already cut myself once with it (laughs) (laughs) kind of maggots we talking just kidding oh yeah Um, it's that weird knife okay yeah have to look it up that weird knife yeah Yeah. (laughs) let's go um vex oh you carrying Oh, he's going full flex this week, huh? Okay. I'm flexing on all the normies. <laughs> no, but I didn't really care anything today, but i just been at my desk all day just fondling two knives, the Bradley Murray Vector and the whole Bladeworks haptic. I just got that in last week, and I really like it a lot. I like it more than the Spectre. So if you want to buy it, you got to give me at least three 3K. I'll sell it to you. Oh my god! You know, you just said kidding. that just you kidding. might actually get an offer for three. I'm not selling it unless you give me some ridiculous offer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wouldn't be surprised uh, by the amount of money people throw for those. Uh, no, but I, I like it a Facebook. lot. Like I go. The haptic. Oh gosh. When I first saw it, I thought I didn't like it. I just didn't like the blade. Then why did you, now? How did you even get one? Um, I had. So what happened was. <clears throat> They emailed all the people that had a V1 Spectre. I think there's like 90 of them. No, there's, oh, like, there's a lot of V1s out there, I think. Fuck. I think there's like 100, actually, or something like that. But they emailed all the original people that had them, or that they sold them to, and the vast majority of people don't have V1 Spectres anymore because they sold them for stocks or whatever. But I had mine still, so I said yes. And they gave 50 book spots of haptics to all the people that have still had it. Do you really still have your V1 Spectre? No, I sold it. <laughs> did you have to? Yeah, did you? So I was on. gonna say, did you have to prove that so you, you still lied? had it? No, but I did have it at the time. Oh, I had it okay. at the time that I sold it, like, like six months later, like a while but later. Did you okay. have to prove? Did you have to prove you still had it? No. Oh, well, <laughs> so you could have just lied. I mean, yeah, you could have definitely lied, <laughs> but she said the vast majority of people didn't even like respond anyway. So, whatever. God. Oh, no. So I hold mean, on. So you basically, they were like, do you still have this knife? You're like, yes. They're like, okay, I'm going to send you this. In a few months, you can double your money. 
Yeah, but it was like a year later because it was supposed to be done by like. I thought it was coming out in twenty uh, twenty nineteen. Yeah, it was supposed to come like uh, like a long time ago. I, I forgot which date they told me, but I wasn't tripping because it's like it's gonna come out eventually. Like I'm not I'm not really worried. Did like, they make you pay up front or no? Oh, so uh, you got to pick your number, which is cool because my V one spec was seventy eight, and that kind of pissed me off because my favorite number is seventy seven. So okay, then so I you asked for sixty nine. Yeah, I got no. It's funny because the 69 bastard. Spectre, because I remember um the dude that got the 69 Spectre, that thing got sold like five times in a week, and it like got sold for $400 every time or some crazy shit. <laughs> oh my Good. god. So you could have said, like, if you were the first person to respond back, you could have said, I want number one. Uh, they probably know, wouldn't have made prototypes of it, one. so I'm sure the number one's already taken. Mm. But. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few, so, yeah. there's a few of them out there for a couple months, maybe like two or three, honestly. But mm-hmm. so yeah, wild though. You got to choose your anno, which is my favorite thing about the Holtz is their anno work is amazing. Mm-hmm. But it's a great knife, and hopefully people don't. I don't know. Regardless, people are gonna flip them. Regardless, that's just how. The oh, instantaneous! It's gonna like, happen. <laughs> I mean, I respect it to one degree, but it's like. You're not really in it for the knives if you're just making money off of them. Let's be honest, though. Even if you, even if someone had a knife they absolutely loved with enough money, anything. Oh yeah, exactly. Like, like I said, like all my knives are for sale. If you offer me some ridiculous price, but my knives, most of them aren't hype knives, so that's never gonna happen. Anyways, what are you carrying, Kai? Uh, it's like early in the morning here, so I haven't gone out yet. But I'm kind of in between carries last night. And basically for the whole of yesterday, I had a Gafco Mako Fat Warden, wait, no, uh, Fat Tanto, uh, an AABL, um, and a CF Showside. It's pretty good. It's uh, very snappy. I quite Is it like newer? It. What's up? Is it a newer model? Like a newer one he made, I mean? Uh, no, no, no. It's like, so for the Gafcos, they're like pretty rare when they come with the CF Showside. Um, there was okay. one of his tigers recently up on eBay for like seven hundred, eight hundred dollars. I might be getting that one too, but I don't know. Um, Do his knives come with the COA? Nope, came in a little pouch. That's for like the older ones. They come with like a little pouch, and then the newer ones come with like a a tiny pelican case. Are there any markings on the knife at all to indicate? Like, like the number or anything like that? Absolutely not. I can like barely get Good this Lord. thing disassembled. It's like, it's oh uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, wow, wild. And then for my second carry for today, which I'm probably gonna be carrying for the rest of the day, I have a custom assassin Argo, um, super nice guy from Armenia. It's a custom built Big with Kume and uh, fat carbon scales. It's nice. <clears throat> Very cool. Um, I just thought about this, uh, before we move on to news, I wanted to complain. Um, so I'm going to complain first, um, about my Olamic Swish, which... You still have that? I still have that. (laughs) What the hell? Which many of you know I bought off of Will Parsons. Yeah, like a year ago. (laughs) I I guess, man, was it really a year ago? It's been a while. Where has time gone? All right. Here's the deal, all right? <laughs> so, um, Will, Will Parsons, Parsons Blade Works, you know, he's, he's got some collabs coming and all that. He's a job. Um, he has a clout. Yeah. 
Um, he sold me this knife after sending it to uh, Olamic due to a um, a uh, stop pin issue because you know the uh, Olamic switch has like an internal stop pin which is uh, friction fit into the blade, and um, the issue was that it was floating around in the blade. So you know normally it just sits in the middle. It doesn't touch the titanium scales until like the end um, to stop it or whatever. Right. Uh, where the issue was that it was grinding against the titanium scales, like at you know on one side or the other. Like it was just free. It was kind of like getting loose out of its friction fit and like just grinding against the scales. Um, and there is also another issue. I think. Oh. I can't remember what it was, but um, I do know that he ended up having uh, the heel of the blade grinded to be more like one of the newer ones. Um, but anyways, so that was the issues that he got sent to, and uh, sent to Olamic for. And um, then after that, he was like, well, I don't want to deal with it anymore, so I'm just going to sell it. So he sold it to me for a nice deal. And um, the thing that's annoyed me about it is just that the, you know, he sent it to Alamic and they said they fixed the issue or whatever, and it's not fixed. Like, what's the deal? It's still got the free-floating uh, internal sp- stop pin slamming up and grinding against the scales. <clears throat> like, it's still leaving these massive grind markings on the inside of the scales, and <clears throat> obviously that doesn't feel good. Um, and then... Um, now, recently, I've noticed it's developed lock stick. Oh. So I'm just freaking irritated with it. Wait, did you um, send him an email? No, I haven't sent him an email yet. I did send him a Instagram DM a little while ago, but he never responded. Um, but uh, I've just been I've been lazy to get it fixed, especially when COVID started. I was like, oh well, and that was when I really noticed the issue was when COVID started. I was like, yeah. oh well, I don't want to send. And then it just yeah. Recently was when the lock stick happened, so I'm irritated with it, um, and <laughs> I just don't understand how, um, why it's been sh- like why the uh, stop pin issue is still messed up. You know, like I think maybe maybe there's something wrong with the blade. Maybe it needs to be rebladed. Like some there's some sort of um, uh, measurement off with the hole that the stop pin goes into or something. But yeah, I don't, I just don't know what the, like when why. they fixed it the first time, did they replace the stop pin? Supposedly. Uh, so do you, that issue didn't exist when you got it or did it already? It didn't issue, I mean, the stop pin issue didn't exist when Will sent it to me. And then when I got it, it was fine for like a few weeks. And then the stop pin, I took apart and it was like, I took it apart after the action got bad. It wasn't seated was, in the hole properly. Yeah, it was like, it's like, um, if I were to show you a picture, picture of it, uh, you would imagine, like, the blade, and then there would be equal parts stop pin on both sides of the blade, right? Yeah. That's what it should be. Whereas now, um, it's like you have uh, 10% of stop pin on the left side of the blade, and then 90% on the other side of the blade. That's weird. Um, which is not, you know, it's basically uh, not contacting with the stop, like the stop where it would stop on one side of the scale. It's all on the other side of the scale. Right. Have um, you tried like, push- yeah, just pushing it like with a hammer or something? Oh, 
I mean, yeah, I, I've I, I've done that, but that doesn't fix it from um, coming back out. Yeah, I mean, if it, oh yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. Once maybe it's put, loose, it's loose, basically. Maybe put some yeah. Loctite in there, like some Super red Super glue. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't Honestly, know. Honestly, the best option is just to send it back and be like, yeah. hey. Um, it's more like, a, I mean, I don't know if Loctite would actually fix it, uh, especially with the way it's, like, friction fit. Like, if you um, slathered it on there, it might. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not, like, you know, it's not like freaking, uh, it's not like a screw, you know, where you have threads. It's just friction fit or whatever, well, you know? If there's a decent amount of contact, it might. I don't know. I, like Vex said, I'd probably just send it back, but that's well, that's really annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just annoying. So I'm probably going to send it back, and then I'm going to sell it, just like Will did. Um, I know it'll sell eventually, uh, because it is a very pretty knife. Um, so, but, yeah. Very unfortunate. That's depressing. That's, that's my TED Talk of the day of my annoying... And, it, and that's kind of sad, too, because that was, like, my grail. And now I'm like, damn. Yeah, I'm like, damn, it's just not that good. <laughs> you know? The busker that um, I had was really good, but I, I will say this, for, like, uh, buying directly from Atlantic, they're not worth that price. They're, oh, no. Oh, no. The God, secondary no. suffers I... so bad. You, like, it's like a new car, basically, with an Atlantic. The second you Man. open it up, it's just... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the I'm not going to disclose it, because I'm going to sell it eventually. But the deal that I got on... Uh, the swish that I got for technical the technical specifications was very generous. Um, yeah, their secondaries so, tear. It's like worse than Ria and like all the other yeah. Chinese makers. So like, um, yeah, I know that it could have sold for more, um, but Will is nice to me and he likes me, so he gave me a good deal. But Will's a good dude. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, it it was it's it's disappointing, and I probably because of it I'm wary to buy more Olamic products in the future because I'm like mm, that Swish though it screwed me over. It's my work. I'm like man, my my Metamorph doesn't even do that. You know, like nothing else. You know, I know that doesn't the Metamorph doesn't have like have no, like the Metamorph is a sp- tenth of the price too though. And well, exactly, it, and it it's works just crazy excellently. Like I don't, I have never had a single problem with my Metamorph. And I know it doesn't have an internal stop pin, but it's fifty dollars, and uh, or it was when I bought it from wherever, and um, the Swish, you know, uh, some of the just randos you can buy are like what, like three hundred fifty dollars um, if they're just like plain, yeah, or whatever, and to buy it and it be crappy you know crappy action to be honest it could just be crappy. will um <laughs> i let him borrow my that, mckenna and the stop being cracked too so that's i'm telling you it's, it's that pass. will parsons luck he's one of those guys i do know <laughs> that have the bad that bad luck curse um i have some friends in real life where they're like yeah you know i you know i got in this car crash and it rolled 25 times and all my arms and legs are broken i'm still okay and you're like man that guy has bad luck um, so, you know, but all love to Will. Thank you for the good deal with that knife anyway. You know, I, I know it's not going to hurt to sell it, uh, in the future, but yeah, you know. So, yeah. Uh, do it. Yeah, moving on to real news, real IRL news. Quote, unquote, news. I'll let you guys take it away. So the real big news that actually affects the whole knife community, well, not the whole knife community. It's the whole knife community. A large portion. The whole Is Spyderco... You know how they do the factory second sell 
they're doing that, but now online too. So get your bots ready. And get your bots ready. And uh, get every knife you can so you can sell to the normies on the secondary. You can probably double your money like <laughs> instantly. But they put the notch in the top of the blade, so right. it doesn't matter. A lot of people grind, grind I it down. Were, like a couple years ago. <laughs> I was on Facebook because I'm the Spartaco Facebook, and some dude was trying to sell like a Nirvana. It was like, this is when they were discontinued. They discontinued a while ago, but he was still yeah, trying to sell one years. for like five hundred dollars, and it was a factory second sell. No, the factory second is like their, uh, crap. They're like their rejects, blemishes, yeah, like shit. Right. Yeah. So a lot of that's them aren't cr- even like really noticeable. No. <laughs> right. Well, you know, that's just how it is cuz like, you know, uh let's say something in the factory happens and a, you know, a blade gets a tiny little scratch on it due to like some piece of dust in the machine or something. Yeah. Um and it's not noticeable to the like the naked eye because it's like underneath the scale or something like that. That would become a factory second. So I mean, I mean, to be um, honest, CRKT, that'd be, like, a good one for them. What? Bruh, we, <laughs> when we did the Discord, uh, the first Discord um, uh, exclusive, literally, like, 80% of the the CRKTs we got um, were, had burns. On them. <laughs> the blade? Yeah, burns on the blade the from how they were ground <laughs> on, the, on the lock face. So and they had burrs on the lock face. So here I am with my, um, with my what was I guess at that time it was just a Lansky stone. Here I am grinding away a burr with my Lansky stone, on a freaking what was that? Um, Pilar, Pilar, yeah. So I think uh, yeah. the secondary, like the second sale, like it really depends on the company's QC as well. Cause like yeah. if oh, you yeah. get. Benchmate seconds, like I really don't want to see that because their QC is kind of. They just kind of. Seconds would be like a knife that doesn't even open. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, small Whereas, issue, but you get it for like twenty dollars cheaper. Right, and the majority of spider codes you get. Um, pretty I, don't, I haven't really had any like bad no, out of the box yeah. spider codes. No, I feel like with every spider code I get at first, the action's really tight. But it's still smooth and it works in, or yeah. I just oil it and it's it's. The exception the only I will say. I've had problems with are the, the Japanese ones. Uh, well, you know, I think that's I've heard they made it? say that. Uh, Seki City. City. Seki City, yeah, they have like spotty QC, but like they're also like fifty dollars. Well, they used yeah, to be on how much they are now. But no, they had the fancy ones. They had the Bob Lum ones, but which were, really, well, they weren't really expensive, but they're like two hundred dollars. But a lot of people and, hated those. At that point, well, even the I think even the Seki City QC, like compared to like CRKTs. Oh, it's QC, it's it's way it's, way better. Yeah, it's much yeah. better. It's phenomenal. So, yeah. comp- in comparison. Yeah, um, so I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good yeah. and bad idea for the second sale online because I know right. people are just gonna scalp them instantly. But that's just that's part I'm of the night. I'm just hoping that I can get a couple. Spiderco trying their best to like open up the market again, and also oh, international. Honestly, it might be a better thing because um, you could only do it in Golden, Colorado. And I, I remember I'd be on Facebook and looking at, and there'd be like one person with like fifty knives, and obviously he's gonna sell them all. So I was like, okay, now there's gonna be more scalpers. Well, now so. people like like I mentioned with it being international now too. Like, I, I I'm not sure how bad shipping is to Singapore if you buy something from the U.S. I'm sure it's not great, but this will help offset that like a good bit if you did end up wanting. Yeah, to if, make if you want something bad enough and you're willing to pay shipping, like 
<laughs> most of the time you can get it in. It's just you know you got to be willing to take the take the shipping hit. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Um. So I mean, Spider Co's decisions within the last five years, I think, have all been good. Except for the price uh, hikes, I'm gonna argue. Except well, for the, uh, yeah, the, the price poppy, hikes. Wherever that dog knife is. Their their pricing decisions, um, yeah, are a little bit, you know, mediocre. Uh, I mean, Adelica but, right now is eighty four dollars. Like, but that's I don't a know, they are stupid. American made, so you're, I guess, you're kind of paying for that. The golden ones are. The rest of them. Well, the golden ones are. You're right. You're right. Um, but I think the golden, the golden ones are the ones where you notice the price hike more, especially with what they're priced at anyway. Yeah. They're kind of in a moderate, intermediate. They're, uh, they're like Spider-Cruise middle range. Yeah, exactly. They're mid-high range. They range from like 60 to, you know, like 200 something dollars basically. Yeah. You know, mid, mid-range. So, but yeah, I, I've always liked Spider-Co. never had problems with them, so they're one of my favorite companies. Best production company. Um, moving on, I mean, obviously you guys have, you guys should talk about this because I don't, I, I don't keep up with those big, ma- big makers. Um, um, so we got some more clones and this is not us advertising because the makers of all these knives advertising pretty much. <laughs> so we got the Conigarius, which I'm surprised it wasn't a clone a long time ago because the knife's been Actually, out like four or five years. If you're How counting, you if you're counting just like the silhouette of it, I have a really shitty clone that I got from someone on the Discord. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's no. what I was thinking. I thought you had something similar, Jake. Yeah, it's like it's technically a clone. It's tan G10 with an orange backspacer. Um, it's not as big as an Arius. The size is off. Um, the blade's kind of similar. Um, it's a liner lock. Uh, it's it's just bad. There is silhouette. I love that. I love the way the Arius looks, but it's just so tall, and I just don't. My problem with it in is how thick it was. I just didn't. Yeah, it's a tall, just a tall bladed, tall scales. So we got that one. Then we got the JG Scout, which I mean, the Scout hype this year has just went through the roof. Dude, it is. That's what they say every year. Yeah, but last year was way easier to buy a Scout. Now they're like fifteen hundred fucking dollars. Yeah, just a normal, like, it's weird because, like, the Thai ones are, like, the cheapest ones direct, but they're more expensive than the CF versions. It's going to be even harder now because, like, um, JG moved and stuff, so now we just... Yeah, yeah. so he's in Norway now, so... And he just got his workshop set up. Yeah, so then we got those two clones, and we also got the Usler Duck, which is also a really popular knife. At the moment. These clone makers know the target market. You got to respect that because... I'm wondering how they get these. At this point, every... Hype knife is cloned now. The Sham, the Spectre, the Scout, I think the, the Haptic's Arius, gonna Duck. be next. The yeah. Haptic's gonna be next, obviously. Everything, everything that is hype will get cloned eventually. You know, it's. So I guess if you really want, you know, a knife like that, I guess a lot of pe- those people end up waiting for those clones. I know when clones come out, it gets crazy hype and sparks crazy fights in the oh, Discord. Yeah. I yeah, will say, yeah, yeah. I will say once the uh, Bradley Murray's vector uh, gets cloned, uh, it's really nice to know that the factory is just going to have to make very slight adjustments to the scout clone, and then boom, they're already done. <laughs> yeah. Make the scout really longer. longer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, small changes. <laughs> um, I think one of the interesting ones is that uh, one of the lesser hype knives on the SMK page is like the Gareth Bull Trapper in Timascus, and <laughs> so the Protec Mordax as well. Really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, those Mordex two. is pretty popular, popular, though. Yeah, those two Not got like added that. to the list. I think the Malibu would have been, like, a better choice, even if they were, like, cloning. The Malibu's been 
really hard for them to keep in stock for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And before I don't know. It makes sense to me to clone something really expensive that's probably out of most people's price range. Yeah, but the, cloning but a production knife, knife that's regularly like, available doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I've just never seen it in the knife community personally where people try to pass a clone off as the real thing because it's pretty unless it's not like on eBay it look like the real thing but the second you like do an action video (laughs) or do a nice pictures of it you could instantly tell it's a clone just well a a lot of the clones have been like the silhouette of the knife with uh lesser materials because obviously with these big crazy knives like the scout and all that crap um you can't you can't really clone the Timascus. You can't replicate the finishing. That's what it yes, is. Yeah, exactly. So they're more I mean, like... you can if you took a lot of time into it, yeah. but that's not what they're going to do. <laughs> so they're not like they're not like Paramilitary 2 clones or something like that, which you can use like lesser quality G10 or FRN or something. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, these, these companies are basically... They're like clones, but... You can tell they're clones because you're not gonna get like a scout in G10 or something like that, you know, or or stainless steel or whatever uh, scale materials they're using. Well, if it's SMK, it's probably gonna be in tie, honestly. Yeah, um, the is gonna be in CF and tie, and it's using S90V. Uh, micarta. Oh, nice. That's true. I guess with the there, I guess there are. Yeah, you're right. There are higher end clone manufacturers that's why um, that's what makes me laugh when people are like oh the the high-end clones ain't using the real materials i'm like dude you realize china probably has way more materials in their country more than well, the rest of the world it's like, like cheap labor basically you know like they, they have cheap labor and they probably get some crazy discount materials because they buy probably yeah. the most of it so don't yeah, act it, like I mean, titanium is like a rare thing if you have m390 <laughs> clones of 80 knives like that's a lot of m390 you can buy in bulk. well you know, it is also arguable that a lot of the the uh, pricing into a you know one of those makers knives is like the it's fact that guy, it yeah. is yeah it's one guy making it and you're paying for his labor costs basically yeah exactly whereas whereas with these clones they're mass produced they're you know it, it, it's very much easier to produce for the clone manufacturers and to be fair that's kind of what it comes down to do you want something that's handmade or do you want something that's production. Right. And I think some Obviously, makers are catching on to that and doing like production right. versions of it, but because I personally don't care if you have clones, just don't right. try to act like they're the real thing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, exactly. Just not, you know, obviously not getting into the clone debate, which oh man, that debate gets brought up. How many podcasts do we have about that already? <laughs> it's a hilarious. It's a hilarious debate. Um, it's like a big. It's like, <laughs> it's just like talking about capitalism all the time. Um, which is wrong. But, <laughs> well, depending on who you talk to. Uh, you're talking, you're talking to me, so it's wrong. <laughs> Jake, I thought you were from South Carolina. Disgraceful. I don't fit in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, you get the idea. Um, yeah, so that's but, um, pretty big news because those are all three really popular that's knives. That's definitely big news because I think a lot of people are going to be buying those. Um, and it's funny to watch how the makers reacted to it. Like, yeah. Koenig, yeah. <laughs> he was pissed off, obviously. I don't know why JG the was like, wow, they're... about time. They're not losing just like, anything. Like, I don't... Yeah. yeah. It's like with the Clone Wari. Remember when that came out? People yeah. were, like, freaking out yeah. about that. I got both of them. Dude, they were Even really good. that, like, you had, like, Hinderer and Strider and... Uh, now, a Hinderer is... clone, I don't... I don't know. How is the Wii version of the Shamwari? Is that good? I think the clone's better from what I've heard. Yeah. I've never tried it. 
I, I know uh, Benaya, one of our friends, uh, he had it, I think. I think. He liked it. I know lot. he had a Wii version. I don't know if he had the clone or not. No, I don't think he had the clone. No, he had the Wii, yeah. Yeah. I think he sold it now, though. Yeah, so if you want those knives, um, you could search them easy, and then you can go on social media and tell people they're real, get all then, types of followers. And then get fought and sent death threats. Yeah, then someone probably will I mean, technically, your if you're buying a clone of a scout, you could probably just tack on another zero and just sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the, the they look decent. Like, I've, like I said, I have... I've bought the SMK clone knives, just the sham. They're, they're, it and was honestly, really good. It's decent. It's not like terrible because mm-hmm. I know a lot of communities where clones are just garbage, but like these are pretty decently high end clones. Obviously, they're not going to be as good as the real thing because that's one person making it with their skills. That's what you're paying for. I feel like but, knife clones are finally getting into that kind of territory where, like, if anybody's into watches, y'all know they're called homages. They're fucking clones. But they have, like, <laughs> Or if you have a Rolex for 10k, there are Rolex knockoffs for like two grand. Oh yeah, that that like, doesn't make any sense to me because for two grand, I'm sure there's other nice watches. Well, I mean, for for the <laughs> well, for for the yeah, for the for the knife community, obviously you knock off a little bit of that. But I think it's the same thing. Like these people want you know a scout, but they don't have fifteen hundred dollars. They have three hundred dollars, so they can get something that's pretty high end and pretty good for that three hundred bucks. Or yeah. however much it is from SMK, I don't know. Too. But the thing about, say, if you're buying clones for the clout, which it does not work in this community, because first off, no. it's in your pocket. No one gives a crap. Only in real buy life it about your stupid you knife. Like, if you re- like, I I bought yeah, the sham like clone it, because I wanted a shamwari, and I knew I but could. A lot of clones, one. like in other communities, like watches and shoes, like people are doing that to be like, look at me, look at my Rolex. Like, yeah, you don't have a Rolex. Yeah, that's cool, I guess. That was a sixty-four dollar Invicta from Amazon. Exactly. like my homage like if you tell a normie like oh yeah this is a rolex homage they probably think that's like the type of rolex it is they don't know if it's a clone or not but i mean if that makes you feel good inside to make people hey, you do look you, at you you do you that's well, what yeah i mean clock. obviously obviously when you show your knife to a normie and you're like oh look at my olamic swish isn't it amazing he's like yeah man look at my mtech pretty cool man if you tell anyone around here where i live that you spent a hundred dollars on knife, they're gonna laugh at you. They're just gonna laugh at you and think you're a fucking idiot. Man, you're a you're a moron. I spent five dollars on this oh, MTech at the gas station. I don't know if I told y'all, but the other uh, probably about two months ago now, I saw someone at a Family Dollar with a knife clipped outside of their pants, unironically, like a folding. Big knife. brain. I was like, are you fucking like kidding me? Very common in the Carolinas. It's disgusting. It was that was just vile. <laughs> Um, moving on. Uh, what's next? JD um, Meebie Silver. Yeah. You want to do this one, Vex? They yeah. have a Blu-ray version. They have a electric blue version. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So JD Meebie's um, he's a South African maker. He's. I have a couple of his knives. I think he's amazing. He has some really nice designs. If like, it's South African, queen. you have it, Vex. Yeah, basically. But this is a collab with JVO and. A few of his knives have been, his last few knives have been collabed with JVO, and JVO's a designer from Canada, Jaren Van Otterloo. But yeah, so this is a front flipper, which is, no, JD Vandervander, he had the, what's it called, the EDC? Mm-hmm. That's the front flipper. But now this is like a fancy schmancy version, 
No, it's not the same version of the knife. It's a whole different model, but it's like his fancy version of a flat flipper. And yeah, I think it looks amazing. And the lines are awesome on it. It it reminds me, uh, at least the blade kind of reminds me of the, uh, I think it's, is it the arrow from JG? Like that with that little thumb thing. Oh yeah, on top of where you kind of wrist. And the kind of spear point blade. But I, I, I think this design looks a lot better for kind of a, a fancier EDC, which I think they're a little over a thousand dollars. What the the silver? Yeah. Well, it depends on what materials, really. I think someone asked about the price. Let me see. Let me find it. Because um, I think um, Wing he asked on one of them as like nine hundred dollars. Damn. It should be about there. It depends on. Oh yeah, yeah. Here it is. Um, do you have a price point in mind for these? Yes, sir. The price on this one, which I'm looking at the one with. Looks like a lightning strike CF and regular CF and a satin blade. Uh, that's eleven fifty. So Jesus. that's fucking up there. They look Yeah, cool, I mean I got one ordered that's like fifteen hundred dollars, so Jesus. I'm not surprised. What the fuck, Vex? Man, everything above anything above like four hundred dollars, I just don't even think about. Yeah. Uh, just get a credit card. I I, I do if I if I look at anything over four hundred dollars, I'm like, okay, what do I have to sell to buy this? I can only imagine my girlfriend's reaction. <laughs> uh, oh, when, yeah. my, when my wife saw I had a Norseman. Did you buy a gift for her? That's $50. <laughs> that's ice cold. When my wife saw I had a Norseman, she was like, where the fuck did you get that? And I was like, I got a really yeah. good deal on it. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Calm down. I didn't spend $1,000. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the thing. When, you're, when your significant other knows how expensive some knives are, and if they were to see it in your possession, whew. Yeah, I don't want to be in, I don't want to be in that conversation. <laughs> um, I don't know. My ex didn't give a shit what I bought because it's, it's, I mean, it's my money. Unless yeah. you guys live together and you guys put your money together, that's a whole different oh, yeah. story. If you're married and your yeah money is like collective, uh, and it's, oh yeah, I gotta run, I gotta run like, all that by her. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it's like all right, that's honey, fair, I gotta take know. this, I gotta take a loan out on this knife. Uh, we've got loan. <laughs> monthly payments of a uh, hundred dollars a month for the next twelve months. Oh, when I got the factor, I was like, okay, I was like, okay, I'm gonna get this, and I was like, I'm gonna sell this and this to get it. Is that okay? She's like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, as long as that total um, comes up, good. Moving on to a knife I actually can talk about, kind of want to talk about, is this new ZT Sprint 0562 Blugry. Blue gray. Just. It's basically a 0562CF with the uh, 0850s scale. So um, a, a good version of a hinderer uh, for less money. And Damn. it's 20, it's 20 CV. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> um, I mean, it's gorgeous. Uh, the blade is like, what is that? Just so I think it's that. the slicer yeah. grind. Um, well, what's the, what's the, is that DLC? Looks like DLC. DLC. I think it's like grayish coating. It's like a gray black, DLC. It's, yeah. it's not their black. No, it's, it's not gray their PVD coating. PVD. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, it looks good. It definitely looks good. Looks a little bit more like uh, maybe tactical, but um, I don't know. I think the blue adds kind of like some fun to it's, it. It's a pretty blue. I I love. I actually really like you know carbon fiber that looks like that. It's more unique. Uh, yeah, I like I don't, I like I've never CF. paid attention to this thumb stud. I guess I don't even know if it's thumb stud. It may just be the the stop in. You can't. You can open with your thumb, but it hurts like shit. Yeah, so I was gonna say this looks really, fucking really terrible. 
It looks oh, so yeah. no, 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 no. to use. Those aren't meant... Some people... I can do it, kind of, but those aren't meant to be real thumb studs. Those are the stop pin. Um, 100%. The best part about these, actually, and the reason why they're eh, kind of good buys, is that you can switch mm. out the hardware for Hinderer's own hardware. So, like, if you want to switch out the... Uh, um, the um, over travel stop, you can. If you want to switch out the pivot hardware and make it the, the uh, quick question flathead though, hardware, you can. This clip that's on here doesn't look like a normal hinder clip. It's um, um, it rides uh, deeper in the pocket. I've got like two. Oh. I've got, yeah, both of them. So like, the hinderers like stick up over your pocket like nothing. It's really this is yeah. This is super deep carry. I actually love carrying this knife because you're carrying a pretty big knife but it's invisible in the pocket you have one caleb i have an 0562 cf okay i had one too. Oh, so you have the lame so, version it's lame. not lame <laughs> you got one too kai yeah yeah i got one okay it's uh um it's kind of boring they're great knives i feel left out they're good they're good to use i actually don't use mine that often but it's did it, you carry the I, damn pm too so much I always liked carrying it, especially like on school, because it's so deep carry, pretty unnoticeable, um, if you don't want to be clocked or whatever. So, um, yeah. Uh, this also yeah, means no, no. the, cause like, I think ZT did this big like teaser for it. I think they're bringing back, uh, what is it called, Factory Special Series. Um, so like they're, um. It's gonna be their new like sprint run or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, that's what they said. I'm really, they said. I think I've seen one of those before. Um, I was at Going Gear looking at knives, and they had like a G10 version of the zero four or five zero. Mm-hmm. So I was I, I I they said that was like a sprint, but I didn't. I was brand new to knives, so I, I had no idea what the hell was going on. I didn't buy it because G10 yeah. felt like shit. But you know what I mean. It's funny because um. The ZT hinderers actually used to be better than the real hinderers for a oh, while they there. They used to be, yeah. Like <laughs> now, now the, the new hinderers are actually amazing. amazing. So I don't know. Yeah, I would I, compare like a Gen Four three inch hinderer because that's all I got. Um, compared to like a O five six two, like I wouldn't compare it. The O five six two is like it's smooth and shit, but like you know, it's it, I it's had, just not I the had, same. I had a full track yeah. that I really liked from hinderer, but the XM eighteen that I had, I literally. I think I had it for like 45 minutes before I sold it. Oh, it was just, it, it, the, I don't know, it was terrible in my hand. I'm not sure what it was. It just didn't work. Three I've always so liked Kendra's blades. But. Also, the, the, there was, like the, the full track was kind of thick, but it cut. That one, that one was so thick it didn't do a damn thing. Which I had the, like um, the Skinner grind, so I'm not sure how bad or good that is. Um, I think, you know, uh... Most hinder knives are pretty fun to get. Um, even the ZT ones. The only problem I know people have with ZT is they're different. Um, you know, like some of the blade stuff is softer than. I have an issue with their dumb fucking designs. When they they come out with some that are just astounding, and they just come out with utter shit other times. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> like what? Okay. Um, examples. Yeah, sure. Let me pull up ZT right here, and I can I can, <laughs> I can give you some. We'll do some hot takes. Um, the, oh, you know okay. the 0350 yeah. is shit. The 0770, great design. They assisted it. It's shit. The 0308. I don't know that what that one bad. is. That's the one with the hole underneath the pivot. Uh, oh, that's I think oh yeah, that one's oh, dumb. The 0640, 
excellent design. Excellent knife. It's great. Terrible. The 0223, the gas station one. Uh, that is, what the fuck <laughs> were they thinking? Why is it $300? No one has ever bought that, and if you did, you're a liar. Um, oh my dear 0223 is the worst one by far. I just found these the scales. I just found these scales on Knife Center for a ZT0350. I'm just going to post this in Discord for y'all. These are... They're, first, they're like vomit-colored, and second, the <laughs> texture oh, on them. Oh, what is this? <laughs> it, they're $60. They look so ZT bad. ZT will come out with some beautiful, awesome knives, and then they'll come out with like the 22, which is like a tiny little knife. It's like cool, but like... Oh, hold on, guys. It's $200, and why'd you bring that, why'd you, why'd you, like, bring that to market, not something that we can all buy? I just posted a a higher res version of this, if you can zoom, because you can zoom in a little bit more. (laughs) Look at them, like, it looks like someone just took a Dremel to these. Jesus Christ. It looks so bad. Peak machining right there. (laughs) Um, Gosh, okay. And then, uh... Moving on away from ZT, now we've got, uh, <laughs> got the Wingman, Riot, Mayonnaise, and Ferris. Has anyone here had a Wingman knife before? <laughs> Apart from me? No. I know Wing has one. He uh, he said it was pretty good. It was ground. Yeah, so he, he got the, the Mayo, didn't he? GMT. What's up? He got the Mayo, didn't he? Mayo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The MTNT. Uh, oh, is that what it's called? Okay, I'm gonna dip shit. I apologize. Yeah, there's a few of them. There's like a, there's one that's like in, they have like Mac One, Mac Two, and Mac Three, and so it's in like, oh. it's in copper, uh, tie, and this G10 that kind of looks like CF. Um, it's actually oh, the really swirly nice stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he said um, it was ground about thirteen thousands behind the edge, which is pretty good. Oh wow, Wingman. Wingman makes things that are not my taste. I don't like how but, small they are, but I like the design but, a lot. But I know people have said that they like their Wingmans. Um, people that have had them, they like them, and they have had no real complaints. I had a Yuri so. uh, with a copper inlay, which is like some sort of exclusive they did or something like that for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, the action on it was fantastic. The ergonomics for the size were really good, but something about it just wasn't... It was just off. I don't know. It, I'm, it's hard to describe. I know it's kind of like a weird thing to say, but it just it just wasn't it wasn't worth the price. They're just Ria, right? I think so. Yeah, they're pretty much Ria. I think they are just the way they look and the hardware they use. But... I, I'm I'm fairly certain it's 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 Ria. Um, because I, I will say this: the machining and stuff, like the quality of it, was perfection. It was just great. The G10 looks really good too. Yeah. 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 Seems like a wingman to me is like more of a Mayo, Lee Williams, and Zebrahas, the guy that did the other one. Yeah, they're just kind of jerking each other off and selling knives. So, so it's like pretty much those three makers, just that's the collab. That's pretty much wingman right I now. I just wish they make something bigger because all their stuff is so fucking small. Except for, I think the first one they did, the uh, MDDK, was a little larger. Yeah, 3.25 yes. inch blade. They haven't done anything bigger than 3.25, which is. For a lot of people, I know they don't care, but I I would really like something larger from them. I would probably end up buying it. I like the, the I like the way the Mayo version looks. The was it TNT? That looks pretty good. Yeah, I like the design on that one a lot. I like the Kickstarter flippers are really cool too. I thought it was uh, CF. I thought it was like fat carbon or something. But it that's looks yeah, they have like different it. versions of it. Yeah. It it really does. Um, it looks like really really nice. And the Barajas one, what's it called the, what's it called? 
The Ferris. Ferris. I like the way it looks. I just don't like the machining. I think I would get like... the uh, fat carbon version of the Ferris if I were going to get it. Either the white or the uh, red. Um, yeah. The white looks pretty clean, yeah. I think the, the anodized circuit board style thing, it looks interesting. But I think it's just too much for me yeah, personally. It's just weird on a knife yeah. like that, I feel like. I don't know. And that one is uh, their integral, integral. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's integral too? Yep. Which, for the price... 480 for the Ferris. Not bad. For a Riot integral. And it has the Lee Williams kickstop, which makes the flipper disappear. I when I've never tried it, but it sounds really cool. Cause the... um, it's, It is really, really cool. The only thing I will say is when the knife is open, it does kind of flop around a little. Oh, it has um, like little play in it. <laughs> well, only if you're if you you're supposed to have your thumb there, it'll hold it in place. Um, if you don't yeah. for whatever reason, if you're just playing with your knife, you can notice it will flop a little bit. But it it's uh it really cleans it the design when it's open. So if you're one of those people kind of like me, I I like really clean lines on knives. Um, it it really does that. It's it's awesome. And this it's also the stop pin too, which is pretty ridiculous. Like, yeah, if if you disassemble, Lee Williams it, it's was on some bizarre. big brain shit when he designed that. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he peaked with that design, let's be honest. <laughs> I think it's probably his most um, famous thing, but yeah. <laughs> cool. So, that's the end of our news. Bum, bum, um, bum. Moving on. Well, man, we're going to have a long podcast today. Good. I'm happy about that. It's good to hear. Actually, uh, let's keep it under an hour. We just need you guys to talk really fast. <laughs> uh, I know our <laughs> listeners will, will be happy. happy. They, they always, always wanted, wanted uh, uh, you know, super long podcasts. Um but today, since we have a new host, Kai, uh, it's going to be Kai's episode for the next rest of this, um, this episode. Um, so I think the best question uh, to start off really with is, uh, at, at least first off, is um, where are you from, Kai? Because I know you said that you're uh, you know, international. Uh, talk about that a little bit. You know, where are you from? I know you moved around a little bit. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm... Singaporean, and I'm currently in Singapore, so it's like this tiny little country in Southeast Asia. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I studied here, I basically grew up here till I was like 15 or 16, and then I moved to Australia for a bit to go for like pre-uni, and <laughs> I just got back earlier this year because I have to do national service, so... Mm-hmm. I have to go into the army next year, starting in February. So. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. How old are you? Uh, I'm eighteen. Eighteen? Oh wow, you're young. Um, I mean, I'm twenty-one, so I'm not that much older. But no, you're old. Um, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, so uh, that's, that's really, really cool, cool though. though. Um, so, so yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean Singapore. Singapore. Uh, so how did you get into knives? You know, especially being in you know Singapore. Ah uh, yeah. Okay. So like. It's really funny because knives are... Singapore, for the most part, is like a pretty conservative place. And mm-hmm. knives are usually seen as like, you know, like kind of, I guess, I think in one of the older episodes, Brian talked about how like Koreans would think you're a gangster if you like carried a knife around, even if you yeah. had yeah. to cut something. Like Singapore is right, one right. of those places where if you carry a knife around, your friend will ask you for a knife or scissors to cut something. And then afterwards they'll ask like, well, why do you have a knife? it's like well why, why'd you need it <laughs> that's funny because when you talk about conservatism like conser- being conservative in the u.s yeah it means you're yeah, almost yeah, guaranteed yeah. to have a knife it means you have a knife <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, by the countries um 
That's really funny. Conservatism, something else, man. It's um, like, <laughs> so, but how exactly, like, did you get into knives? You know, especially since you're in a conservative place like that. Yeah. Um. So, I basically got into knives because I used to be in the Scouts, uh, like Cub Scouts, <laughs> when I was like, what, like nine, ten, um, uh-huh. and then. Yeah, so I have like a bunch of funny stories about that, like regarding knives as well. So we always we used to have like a camp like once or twice a year, um, just in school, and so you would have to bring like a tiny Swiss Army knife or a multi tool or something, and mm-hmm. so obviously because the restrictions are kind of hard here, um, you just go to like a crappy um, like surplus Army store or something, and then they'll they'll hand you this uh, like expensive SOG multi-tool and you have to pay like ridiculous prices for it. It's like, well, I'm going to bring this to camp now. And then so <laughs> my dad used to give me this uh, crappy like off-brand Swiss Army knife. Um, and I was just, I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And so um, when we went to camp, I remember one of my teammates didn't bring a, a multi-tool around. And so like he was part of my, my team during the camp. So like our whole team didn't get to eat because <laughs> like, um, we ate late because we had to like beat on this guy for not bringing his own multi tool, and he had this to like shoot at us. Um, yeah, so that's when I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I always carry a knife with me and stuff." Um, mm-hmm. Just in case. Just in case. Yeah, just in case, you know, so, in case someone needs it. So, what so are the, the knife, knife laws, laws like there? Because I know you talked about uh, the restrictions being harsher. Yeah. Um, how, how how harsh, harsh is, is it? Yeah. Uh, so like. I basically had to read up on a bunch of like, we have like a whole arms and explosives uh, law part in our mm-hmm. in our like regulations. And so if you go through yeah. that, it basically says you're not allowed to carry any knife in public unless you have a lawable ex- excuse. Same thing with Australia when I moved there um, for for studies. It was like you need to have a reason for having it, and self defense <laughs> obviously isn't a reason. Because like mm-hmm. that means you have like the intent to harm or whatever. Yeah. And so right. I just carry it, and if I ever get stuff, it's just like, you know, I, I had to go to a friend's house to cut stuff, and it's like it's a tool and shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Than, so so, so if so, you have you ever been stopped like, and they ask you, uh, I guess yeah, okay. it's not often. <laughs> yeah, I I have a really funny story. I think there was one day I was carrying a like a buck. Marksman, and it's one of those. That's pretty big one. big one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's one of those knives that, like, if you don't know what mechanism it's using, like, it's gonna be really hard for you to open and close it. And so I kept it in my pocket, and I was taking the train, and so we they have like random bag checks and stuff just to make sure you're not carrying like a bomb or something. Um, right, right. And so they checked my bag, but they didn't check like I literally had this big ass clip in my pocket. And he's just like, yep, you're good to go, man. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and and they don't even check your bag properly. Like, he really dug in there. Like, he opened my bag and he took a stick and he just, like, went ham inside. And he, like, started stirring everything inside. But for some reason, he didn't bother to check what was in my pocket for some reason. And so, you know, I wasn't complaining. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the other laws are, like, no ballad songs and no... Gravity knives and also right, no right. autos. Yeah. Well, I I know you know a lot of our American listeners, which is like ninety eight percent of our listeners are American, um, will relate to the ballot song and uh, gravity knife law because you know 
probably, uh, there are a lot of states that say you can't carry uh, battle songs and gravity knives, at least like outside in your pocket. It has to be like open carry or you can't even carry it at all. Yeah. Um, so uh, was there any difficulties like bringing your knives to Australia or is it very much the same, you know, being in when you were in Singapore? Or... Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. I guess this like kind of leads into like my collecting philosophy if we can even call it that it's like it's kind of messy um so (laughs) basically for the whole time i've been in singapore which is most of my life um and i've been collecting for like what i don't know four ish years three four years (laughs) um anything that's below i would say about a hundred us dollars i can't sell um and so when i was like really trying to enter the market and learn about like you know cheaper beater knives and stuff like that uh I had to keep all of them. I still have all of them. I have like a big pelican case, like that's just like a graveyard. Um, they're mostly like they're mostly like mod knives and stuff, um, which I kind of don't want to see. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, and so I don't really touch those except if I want to try out some new mods and stuff. But apart from that, uh, when I went to Australia, I had this tiny like watch case. Well, not really mm-hmm. a case. It's like a leather watch roll. And I just picked out four or five of the ones that I wanted to bring. And mm-hmm. uh, I just brought those over, no issue. And then I came back. Mm-hmm. So I started with five there, and I came back with like eight or nine because I, I bought a couple while I was there. Uh, and so <laughs> uh, I got stopped at the customs because it was like during <sighs> peak COVID. Um, I got stopped at the customs, and then they were like, hi, can we like check your luggage real quick? And then so they scanned it, and they were like, do you have a knife in there? And I was like, yes and so the person at the customs just like kind of ran through my bag was like why do you have these is there like any spring or anything i was like i don't know i hunt a lot i guess like in australia (laughs) i hunt (laughs) a lot i guess yeah yeah and they're just like yeah makes sense to me (laughs) and (laughs) then so they they just like opened like one of them didn't know how to close the frame lock obviously uh Mm -hmm. and then just put it back i was like yep that makes sense to me you can go now and what? Yeah. Sounds like you've actually had an easy time with most of the people that have, like, stopped you. Yeah, yeah, because, like, half of them don't know how to open or close it, so you're, you're pretty much good to go, like, most of the time. I guess it's good, good to hear. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's good, so I guess. that kind of leads into being, like, you know, what your collection's like. I know you said it was, you know, like, messy or whatever, especially since you can't sell. Um, so I assume you have most of the knives that you've bought, basically, right, for the most part or something. Yeah. So, um, how many knives do you have in all? I, I don't know. I haven't <laughs> counted them. Like, maybe like 70, but like in Good my daily God. collection, oh, maybe like 30-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but most I mean, of these more are than like me. not above 500. knives. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have like, uh, sure, like 15, 16. I had 40, <laughs> but then I purged a bunch of them. I probably have under 20 now. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could purge. God. Yeah, it's so, some of your favorite uh, knives, then, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. What's up? What are you, a few of your favorite knives? Okay, so I, in my daily rotation, I have like this. Uh, I don't know if you guys seen the video, but there's this April Fool's video where like Blade HQ makes this big knife roll, like a really big knife roll. It's like 50 pockets big. Uh, I have one of those. Uh, I got it right after um, April Fool's because they actually made it a real thing, um, and so. Yeah, I, I've got one of those, and those are my daily rotations. Um, so right now at the top, we have a Koenig Arius, 
a Les George Vec P. The clone Konegarius? No, 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 the real <laughs> one. <laughs> he has a prototype I, clone. I got, I got a hit. I live in Asia. Um, yeah, so we've got an Arius, a Les George Vec P, a Unkovsky, Buck Marksman, the Discord exclusive Sage, Spyderco Advocate, and Dice. And an A2A6. From oh, a Dice. That's kind of cool. I, not many people nice. carry those or use those though that often as far as I like, see on Instagram, and, see stuff. On Instagram and stuff. Oh, I love it. It's so good. It's uh, It was like one of my first, um, I think, real, um, I don't know, like beater knives. Because I've been sharpening that thing so much. That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I've been tempted many times to buy a Dice. Yeah, I really like the cool design knives. on them. Um, so, that's cool to hear. Um, so... Is there, I guess since you talked about, you know, the conservatism in uh, Singapore, is there a knife community at all there? Are there some, some you know, people you know that like knives there? Uh, yeah, okay. So the way I would put it is that here we kind of have, like, two ranges and nothing in between. It's like you're either a borderline mall ninja or you're, like, one of the ones who fell, like, really, really deep and <laughs> you're you probably collect um, a lot of stuff in a short period of time. Right. Right. Um, so I know a couple people from, like, just a small group that say they like knives, but those are, like, kind of the mall mm. ninja kind. Like, they literally buy, like, random folding knives and just throw them into trees and shit. <laughs> they just buy, it's they so just buy weird. what they buy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so strange. I, I had this friend who, like, bought a Gerber paraframe. And he uh-huh. sincerely uh-huh. believed it was the best knife in the world. Uh-oh. And, like, <laughs> I showed him... What did I have? I think I showed him one of my... I showed him, like, a pair of two or something. Because that was, like, a while ago. And then he was like, Well, that's cool, but I don't have the money that you have. And then, like, I was like, So is the paraframe still good? And he's like, Yeah, the paraframe is better than your knife. I was like, Okay. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's insecure. Um, yeah, so those are, like, typically the kind that say they like knives and usually it comes from i guess we have like secondary school here so that's when you're like what 16 17 um during that period probably like i don't know they play around with uh like you know those butterfly knife combs and shit yes yeah those oh, are yeah, a yeah. big God. thing here really like, <laughs> people rave about it it's like the uh, 50s or something, or something. Or yeah 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 like, all the kids like yeah, old there's, like a, there's like a microtech um otf comb too and like yeah. people yeah. rave over that. It's like they don't even have hair to comb. <laughs> <laughs> the hair is like super short, and they're just they're like, just like playing, oh, with cool. playing with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's unironically, one of my friends showed it to me, and I was like, okay, cool, that's cool. And then that kind of like led to an interest in battle songs for a while, and then afterwards mm-hmm. I was just like, eh, because we can't get them here anyways. Well, right, not legally right. at least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How much uh, in trouble would you be if you had a battle song and they caught you with one? Uh, they'll just confiscate it. Do they even have prison over there? We have the what death the fuck penalty. Do you mean, do you, you have, have the death prison? penalty? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that I mean we have the so death penalty can... too. They just you kill you for having a battle song. song. You just get hung immediately. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no kind of deserved, but. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, uh, that's, seriously that's 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 interesting that they. That it's such a big thing over there for the non-bladed versions of them to be popular, but the actual, yeah. it's like unattainable. We have like, 
Yeah, like trends and shit, like kind of they pass and go here. I I know one of the big things are like the people who choose to break through the market through like the combs and shit. Like they'll actually choose to import um, trainers and stuff. Uh, like the you guys can get like aftermarket parts for like a Benchmade Fifty One or something. They'll just like pay yeah. someone to to take the blade and switch it with the trainer. Um, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, we have like waves of trends over here. That was a while ago, though. That was like two years ago. And then mm -hmm. I think the pocket knife community is probably growing quite a bit because we don't really go camping much. So right, there's right. less of a reason for us to carry fixies. And also, it's a bit easier to justify why you're carrying a folding knife rather than a fixie. Because if yeah. you have right. a, a Bradford Guardian or something like from your hip and you're just going into work, it's like it's going to be a bit weird. Mm -hmm. um, but I haven't had any trouble carrying folding knives and stuff. The people who do choose to break through that market, like they fall in deep because they have way too much expendable income. Um, right, right. I know there's one, there's a couple guys. Did, have you guys seen the the guy selling the Koenig Zenaida on, on Knife Swap? No, that is a really rare model though. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's from Singapore. Uh, he has a YouTube channel too. Um, he... He also had a CKF Snacks Terra. Jesus Lord. Jesus Lord. Yeah, and it was like a full. It was a full build with. I uh, say that's like a grand almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> if you include shipping costs, it's almost like, what, like, almost two k, uh, Singaporean oh dollars. God. Yeah, like Singaporean dollars. Oh, so Singaporean dollars. Okay. Yeah, that's like one point four k US dollars, I guess. That guy's obviously Omega Brain. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> Oh, and there was another guy I saw on KnifeSwap as well. Um, and like the, he was selling. I think he said like, "Oh, hi guys, I'm new to this hobby. I've been in this hobby for three weeks. Hope you guys like my collection." And he had like a, he had like four Chaburkovs. Jesus! Uh, oh my god! A full custom Shiro. What? Uh, and like a few like custom graphic. Sabenzas? Oh my god, it was wild. And he was like, I've been here three weeks, and I was like, Jesus Christ. He's from yeah. Singapore? Yeah, yeah, he is. So that's why he you couldn't sell anything. Isn't that like, like tiny over there? there? You, could probably, you, could probably you could probably live right next to one of these people. Yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> you could probably walk. If you it is a, it's a, it's walk a very small outside. country. Like, um, it's also, uh, we haven't mentioned it, but it's like, um, it's, only, it's basically like 12 hour time difference uh, between us and Kai. I think it's um, 13. It's like twelve or thirteen, um, so yeah. Uh, looking at like a map of Singapore right now, it's like on the it's basically on the tip of Malaysia, and it is a very tiny country. <laughs> Malaysia, Malaysia actually kicked us out. Um, like we were part of Malaysia for a while, and then uh, we said we didn't want independence, and then they said, "Too bad, you're getting independence anyways," <laughs> because they said like, we were so small that we were gonna die out on our own. And we're gonna have to beg to be part of Malaysia again, and so well, it, it's it's been like a couple years, and we're still here. So this is like <laughs> your interesting like the little uh, country. interesting little factoid here. I was looking at the U.S. compared to Singapore size-wise because it's curious. Uh, this doesn't really put it in perspective for me, but the U.S. is about thirteen thousand four hundred twenty times larger than Singapore. <laughs> yeah, well, sounds about right. <laughs> Singapore is like, like Singapore is like around thirty miles across. And length, like if you put one in. How is there yeah. five million people that live there? Jesus. Very densely packed. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, we have uh, a lot of houses, like uh, small houses. Wow. Is it expensive cool, out there? 
Uh, it is pretty expensive. Like if you, we have a lot of like tourism and stuff, so it keeps us running. But the cost of living here, if you live like, just at like a, we have like government-sponsored buildings and shit. Like that shit's cheap. So you know. How much is a liter of gas out there? Whatever you guys use the measurement. How much is a liter of gas? I'm not sure. I haven't checked. It in probably, a while. I think it probably takes like. I was about to say transport. people probably don't drive. Yeah, that yeah. Much I over think there. like the bus and train, because like there's no point driving. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, it's like it's literally <laughs> that's rain over there. Well, Max, American cities are designed around the car, whereas like a lot of cities around the world are designed with public. Also, our country. I could not imagine being on the train and seeing all the crazy shit people see on trains. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cool. It's very cool to have uh, an international person on the podcast, though, to give different perspective. Perspective, um, <laughs> especially since we're very American centric. <laughs> Yeah. I looked up Singapore, Singapore, one of the first things is asked is, is kissing allowed in Singapore. Singapore. <laughs> it's illegal to be naked in your own house. Like, you can Wait, get reported. It? Yeah, if, if like your windows are open and your neighbor sees your little pee-pee, you're going to jail. <laughs> it's kissing wild. illegal. Like, y'all can fuck, but don't kiss. That's nuts. Well, you know, there's all kinds of weird laws in... Um, Oh god, there's one in South Carolina, uh, you can't put uh, horses in bathtubs, that's legal here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there are a lot of laws that might not actually be uh, enforced. Yeah. Um, it's funny though, when you look at Singapore, you really see a lot of like, the, it's very, you know, it's very oceanic, you know, it's on the ocean. It's like, the biggest thing you see out of it is like, a big port. Uh, Dude, near Queenstown and all that. Look at their airport, their airport's like 50 years in the future. Y'all have like, uh, this, is a, this is so off topic. Do y'all have really good seafood there? Yeah, we do. Um, okay, wait. Let me just talk about the food real quick because, uh, okay, I can relate it to knives somehow. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so basically, we have a lot of. Um, okay, wait. So let me just talk about like the low end range of food. So on the low end, we have these things we call like hawker centers, and they're basically like two dollars for a plate of rice, like properly cooked food like good cooked food oh wow um oh, wow and it's like a central area you can have like i'd say 60 or 70 different like small stalls and you just pick whatever you want and then they'll bring it to your table um it's like and it's cheap <laughs> it's like four or five dollars per, right, per plate. Right. yeah and then so these guys they tend to get their knives sharpened from this one place in singapore we only have like i, I want to say two or three well-known sharpeners um and most of the time, they either just take it to the belt grinder or they <laughs> sharpen it per inch on stones. And I've seen the stuff that they sharpen, and everything ends up getting reprofiled anyways, which Ooh. isn't always what you want for, like, certain, certain yeah. like yeah. stalls and stuff because they just end up, like, hacking it through, like, frozen noodles or something. Mm -hmm. And then it gets chipped, and they're like, oh, well, time to go pay someone to sharpen it again. And it's it's really odd, actually. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, Jake has like some dude that charges like nothing <laughs> for like a crazy edge. Yeah, I know. that dude's losing money by sharpening your knives. You know, you know, like if you ever show someone like who cooks, especially in Singapore, like you show them a strop and you you just like you just kind of like do a few passes on leather, and then they're like, "Whoa, it can cut again! Wow!" And you just get <laughs> <Nice>. so shocked. <laughs> It's amazing. So, it's like a so, magic trick. Strops are kind of magic. They're amazing. Just out of curiosity, like I was looking, I was reading about Singapore, 
and it's got, you know, four official languages, you know, uh, what's, what language is spoken the most there? Is it English or is it, you know, like, we have a really big Chinese population, like, I'm Chinese, right, right. um, <laughs> so, like, yeah, um, we speak English mostly, because that's, like, the necessary language in, like, uh, primary school and stuff, mm-hmm. and then we, we have, like, mother tongue, which is whatever, like, race we are, and then you can choose to, like, learn another races language and stuff um, oh really that's oh, interesting yeah so, like since, like, you, since you're since chinese, chinese you would learn, you would learn like, like, like yeah 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 um so i can speak chinese and mm-hmm. um like when i was in secondary two so that makes me what like 14 13 um i had to learn malay for a while um interesting i, I can't speak it <laughs> um, <laughs> it's kind of like spanish but yeah over here know, we have it's kind of like forced kind of like for you to speak spanish but no one remembers no one remembers any of it yeah exactly high school. yeah well yeah, you know in america, america it's like, like you, you take, take like i took a semester of spanish, spanish or, or in middle school and then like two semesters of spanish in high school and i don't remember a lick of that i did three in high school and i remember very very little i took in four semesters of german in college yeah for all the uh, german so people could... that are living here <laughs> so i could get by in germany <laughs> Um, definitely can't get by here. Um, it probably would have been more... Spanish people over there where you live? What's your name? Echo? <laughs> yes. What are you talking about? Dude, when I lived in North Carolina, <laughs> we had a massive Hispanic population. Like, there is a... Yes, there are, huge. Uh, there is a massive... In the Carolinas... I mean, we're in the South, right? So, like, there's a massive amount of Spanish speakers here. I think the but only it's... race that we don't have a lot of down here, um, are Asian people. Asian. And there's still a decent amount of Asians where I live. Well, see, that's a little bit where... North and South Carolina differ is we have a lot of uh, Hmong people in uh, North Carolina uh, because they immigrated here. Um, Hmong? Mongolian? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> uh, uh, Kai probably knows who they are. They're they're like technically a tribe of people that are in like um, China, I think, or somewhere around that part. Um, um, they're, they're, <laughs> it's Hmong. Yeah, there's there's H-M-O-N-G. H-M-O-N-G. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> there. Yeah, that that I went to a I went to school with a lot of Hmong people, um, where I went to high school. So we have a lot of Hmong and Guatemalan people. Um, so those are like the big subsets. Vex is just jealous because out there where he lives, he's like the only Hispanic person. Well, and it's just like Vex is out there in Mormon Mormons. Country, you know? It's only white and Hispanic. That's it. That's all <laughs> really? Like Asians, like a non-existent. Um, can you speak Spanish, usually... Vex? No, he can't. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I freaking grew up in Utah. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. He, no, he's talked about this before. Um, he he doesn't. He cannot speak Spanish. I, 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 I can understand a little bit of it. It depends how fast you talk it. But I just usually just like smile at you. <laughs> <laughs> just smile really creepily. Like, mm-hmm. I just smile. I get, every time I go to a Mexican restaurant or um, a Mexican store, they get so pissed off. Dude. Do any of your family yeah, speak Spanish or? Oh yeah, my parents they could um speak. It. My dad can speak it, like not fluently, but enough to get by, and he can understand it fluently. Mm-hmm. But it's just the younger generation doesn't speak it because there's no need to because everyone's white here. So oh, yeah, yeah so say I... where you are, like over here where I am, it would be extremely useful. Like actually, um, when you're getting jobs and stuff over here, you being bil- bilingual is a huge, huge bonus if you can speak Spanish. Yeah. Um, that would definitely be a big bonus uh, for me, but I, I know German, 
not uh not Spanish. Um, um, yeah, so you're oh, useless. Oh. You're useless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can always go to um, Europe. <laughs> the German the tourists German don't even say nothing when you talk to them, and I know they, they speak, speak English. English. Um, oh yeah, most Germans. Yeah, I've met a lot of Germans at college. Um, Pretty reserved, I feel like. When I was They're... over there in Germany, it was it was very much like everyone just kind of doesn't mess with you unless you interact <laughs> with them first. They just don't. No one Which is fine because I I have I don't have any fucking grasp of German. <laughs> I was like I just need to um, not talk to any of these people. It's not like a dipshit. It's um it's also cool to look at Singapore and see that you've got these kind of islands. Um, kind of around that are technically a part of the country as well. Yeah, uh, so like the government just kind of buys those islands and does whatever they want with it. One of the really? islands is actually <laughs> the the military training base, which I have to go to next year. Really? Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's called like Pulau Tukong. Um, <laughs> it's like it. It's just like it's a dedicated military base there. So you're not allowed to bring much uh, on shore. Right, but I right. do know you're allowed to bring some personal equipment um, during <laughs> what's called like uh, in-field camp. Mm-hmm. So like when you go when you go out to the forest and you have to survive for like two weeks or whatever. Are you allowed to bring knives? Gonna... Yes, because the standard government-issued gear is um, it's like a crappy SOG multi-tool. And there's like stories of people like snapping the blade in half. Oh. <laughs> so, how long do you have to be in the military? Uh, two years, but I get to go back like every weekend. So you know, mm-hmm. that's not so bad. It's all good. Bad. Yeah, it's like not Cuba, Cuba. but better. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's that's very interesting though. It's kind of cool. Yeah, there's like all these little islands that have their own little thing. Like um, like I was looking at this one Seabrock Island, and it's like just petroleum. Um, uh, by the, yeah. this, we just, the it says the Singapore Petroleum Company. I'm really surprised the U.S. hasn't invaded yet. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, I don't think that would happen. Uh, yeah, no, we're too small. Anyway. Yeah, we're too small. Yeah, there would be no point. I kind of want to try Singaporean food now. Like, I want to see if there's any Singaporean restaurants near me because I've been looking at pictures of this stuff and it looks delicious. Singapore food. Yeah, you guys have to come over. Like, if you guys want like real Singaporean seafood and stuff, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's good. Is it spicy? Uh, not really. It's like a lot of wok fried food. Um, yeah, it's it's not too (laughs) spicy. Honestly, you could just like tell them not to put any chili in it. But I mean, what, do what do you guys feel do? about tourists? You guys hate them? You guys love them? Tourists? You just said uh, they have a massive tourism tourists, industry. So, uh, yeah. yeah, come, come over. I'll <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> pretty cool um, with them. It's one, of the more, it's one of the more developed Asian countries, I think, right? Uh, it's way developed. Right. Especially since yeah. it's so small, it's, I think it's probably easier for a smaller country to uh, like this to develop itself quicker than you know a larger co- uh, country. Um, looks so. like a mini Saudi Arabia without the slavery. Um, Good God. I think that's probably <laughs> the least, probably the least accurate uh, um, uh, uh, description you could have gave. Your cultural, oh, the, cultural insensitivity is showing. It wasn't built on slavery. That's the difference. Where's the? Where's we don't the have slaves, guys. I promise. <laughs> Come on over. We, we swear. Where, where's the desert, Vex? In Singapore. No, I'm saying look how advanced it looks. Like Saudi Arabia is in the middle of the desert, but it doesn't look like it's in the middle of the desert. Well, you no, know, I, I think uh, certain parts of Saudi Arabia are, are advanced, um, but the vast majority of it isn't. Dubai. Uh, Dubai is the United Arab Emirates. 
Same thing. Oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> we just got cancelled. <laughs> oh yeah, speaking of... Yeah, yeah, so, um, speaking of Dubai, I can kind of touch on, like, shipping and stuff here, because that mm. kind of explains how I get most of my stuff. That's a fun, that's um, a fun topic. Yeah, so, it's kind of complicated for me to ship stuff out and come back in, because I think... So, I've traded with Jake before. Yes. And yes. it's basically, like, I'll send it over, and then within three days, they'll say it's been sent out, and then you hear nothing for two weeks, you get panicked, and then it arrives in your mail. I'm, I've gotten very used I've, I've gotten to, like, used. especially because I bought stuff from Frog before that's just gone for, like, a month or two. <laughs> it's just, so I'm not, I wasn't that worried about it, but it, it came through surprisingly quick, especially considering, I think, was that during COVID? It was peak it was. COVID, yeah. 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 So I, I, I was surprised. Yeah, it's uh, it's been settling down. I think during the peak, it was like maybe four or five weeks. And then people got like, especially because I sell on Swap when I can't sell on Discord. So mm -hmm. people get like really scared about it. Yeah, Swap, and you got to be careful with that. They'll, they'll like, they'll, 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 freak like, they'll freak out on you. Which is yeah, so yeah. dumb. It's like anything, more than, anything more than a week and they're like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think you're like, I'm from Singapore, so this is going to take a while. You know, it's coming... From to be fair, you give like at least for Discord prices, your stuff is just insanely cheap. Like I yeah, see why you don't sell the, but you you could you could honestly probably charge more most of the time. Like, uh, uh, I think you sold me a, a Booze Blade Hound for like ninety dollars, which is oh just, yeah, which is... I got a good deal off of it, and I couldn't remember how much I bought it for, so I was just like, eh, I'll let it go. It's fine. I think I ended up selling Damn. that and, and on swap for double and then donating the everything extra to that, that was a good thing you did, yeah. It was actually uh, um it was actually um it was someone else's idea. I think it was uh Coop. That might have been it. And I think Bib picked picked the uh the charity they went to. But yeah, I was like because no one on Discord really wanted it. And I was like, if I put it up on swap it's gonna be it's gonna fucking evaporate in two seconds at ninety dollars. So I was like, how do I give someone a slightly better chance of getting this? Yeah. The dude bought it, thing. and he's like, I, f I feel good about myself, so I can justify this knife purchase. It's like whatever he does it for you, bud. So, you ever been to any knife shows? Uh, yeah, I have. So the first, oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. The first and only knife show I've ever been in was when I was scouting out my uni. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. so I spent two weeks in Melbourne meeting, like, family friends and, um, like, checking out my, my uni, which I'm going to, and that was, um, when I was 16, so, what was that, like, a year, two years ago? Um, and so basically, yeah, it was about two, three years ago, I think, and so I, I went there, and it just happened to be that, um, the Melbourne Knife Show, the B Melbourne Blade Show was going on, um, which was right next to the airport. And so we took a day off from, like, scouting out my uni and stuff. And I, uh, we decided to go to the, to the knife show. And it was the second day, so most of the stuff was already sold out. But I got a chance mm -hmm. to talk to some really cool guys. Um, That's cool. And there was, yeah, I have, like, quite a few stories. Um, I managed to meet, like, DB Blades. And someone gave, let me handle his, like, 24-karat gold oh. engraved... Um, 
like Kaiser Feist looking front oh, That's what crazy. The heck? That's yeah, it was crazy. it was crazy. It was twenty four karat gold and Kaiser have never been said in the same sentence. <laughs> no, no, no. It it looks like a it looks like a Kaiser. It's like very Feist esque, but um, okay. it's like a custom front flipper and stuff. Um, so that was cool. Um, and I managed to buy one knife, which was a uh, Damascus fixed blade from this master smith called Sean McIntyre. He's from the U.S. and he got his certification from the U.S. Uh, Bladesmithing Guild, and he offered me an internship at his uh, forge. Dude, for really? Wow. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Because wow. I was like f- fourteen or fifteen, and I was like really excited. Because um, yeah, and then we bought like some cheap knife supplies and stuff, and I've been working on that like before I left. Um, so, and so he was just so, stri- yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. He, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's all good. He he was just like, oh, um, so he got in a car accident like two oh. years back, and his back was still recovering. And he was like, you know, I he was like, I can't work the power hammer like I used to. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Can I stop by your workshop one of these days to like take a look? And it, so he offered to he offered to let me go to his workshop, and then, um, I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll see if I have time. And he was like, if you wanna help me out, like I'd be more than willing to teach. And then, wow. Wow. I yeah, I couldn't because I had school. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, gave that up, and then I'm probably gonna send him a message when I'm actually in Australia for like a longer period. Well, I was gonna say that what? that's still that's you know that that's like networking. You could still levy that in the future for, sure, for other, yeah, opportunities. Was, other opportunities. Yeah, that's it was, really uh, cool. like, all the stories and stuff too. Was cool. What are you going what are you to going school to school for? Um, so before this, I went to. It was like what year twelve, I guess. That's what you called it, like year twelve, year thirteen. Um, mm-hmm. That's like foundation for uni, and so I chose to focus on humanities and social science. So I can do like honestly whatever I want after the army. I can choose, <laughs> but right now I'm. I was planning to do a law degree with honors, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. focusing on like criminal law and stuff. But I might change that to criminology soon, just because of like time constraint and stuff but so, so I'll see. what what made you want to do like uh out of country college rather than in singapore what's like i guess i guess singapore being a small country you probably have very limited options yeah um i that's why i kind of tell a lot of people like singapore is a great place to visit it's not so much a great place to live because mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. work culture here is it's pretty insane it's like um people it's a lot like japan i would say where, like, people get, like, really stressed out and then over the weekend they get drunk or whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, and then they have, like, kidney failure. Liver <laughs> failure. Uh, anyways. Right. Yeah, so that's kind of the work culture. And then the studying culture here is quite a bit like that. It's because a lot of students are, like, really pushed to get the top of the class. Um, and so they don't really have any outlet for other stuff they like to do. Um, like, when I was studying for my exams, I had to put, like, everything else on hold um including like my hobbies like um even if i would want to like i don't know like sharpen or something like because usually i just take a day off and like just chill and like put on some music sharpen all my stuff make sure they're like in good condition but when i was studying i couldn't do that at all um even something like that like for what an hour two hours um it's just no study 100% 100% of the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And we have our first major exam when we're 12 years old. Um, it's kind of fun. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun. fun. Yeah, it's like 
that that exam when you're 12 years old, right? When you're like barely able to make any like proper decisions in your life, if you choose not to study, like it could screw you over for the for the next like eight nine years of your life. Which right, is because it's like um, it's it, you rely on that exam to get into your certain positions in life or whatever. It's kind of like how in like in, I know Japan has like you have basically like a high school entrance exam. Yeah, and that determines where you go or where you're able yeah, to, yeah, go, rather. able to go rather. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what we have to. Right. Whereas right. in like America, obviously, America, we go to public, go to public school, school, and then and then you pay a bunch of money, you throw money at someone, and you get into college. <laughs> That's um, basically um, it, sadly <laughs> enough. <laughs> so yeah. So, yeah. Um, um, very interesting, though, the differences, um, especially since it's you know so uh, so different there. Uh, compared it's to cool. Here. It's cool and stuff because uh, I've had a lot of free time uh, because mm-hmm. since I studied overseas, my my term ended six months earlier than. A regular term, um, so all my friends are still having their exams till the the fifteenth of November. And you just kind of get to chill. Like three, four weeks from now, I've been on break for like, if you see me on Discord, I've been on break since like February. Because, wow! <laughs> yeah, because like we didn't have any finals in Australia because COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so all my friends are still suffering. I'm here like chilling. I got a part time job for a while. Um, I got some nice stuff coming too. That can pay off. That's pretty great. That's pretty great. Yeah. Pretty cool, though. It's good. Cool, yeah. Um, all right. Let's all right, see. Let's see. Uh, I mean, I mean, you guys have any other questions? Any other questions? Um, electric blue CF. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. <laughs> I'm more of a. I'm more of a. Okay. Funny. Funny thing. Like, Vex talks a lot about like electric blue and red, uh, blue twill and like blue LSCF. Like my thing is red LCF. I've been looking for that shit for like months now. <laughs> Which ones are you talking? Um, you know the ones that like Mazecraft used to have. Um, they do some nice uh, red uh, lightning strike. I think it's like some red and bronze weave, and then they have red resin in it too. I think doesn't it looks really really good. And then Let now they're see. out of stock. Doesn't uh, uh, Maxace uh, have sure. some like have red? Some, like, red Lightning yeah, yeah. Here. Um, yeah. like they used to have like that Max Ace Gleed. I think that's what it's called. The red LSCF, and it was like polished and with a bit less resin and a bit more red wire. Huh. It looks so good. That that's my thing. Uh, I've been hunting it down for I, so I long. I was gonna say it's, it's it doesn't seem very common to be honest. I don't see it really anywhere. I I think this is the same shit, dude. I link you right now. Let's see if it's in stock. Um, I know like Carbon more... Wave is another one yeah. that also makes, um... It's in stock, too, and it's a real block of it, so it's not, like, the... Just the top layer. Pretty sure yeah. it's the same thing. Damn, that's obviously. expensive. Holy Because so I bought, um, from that same website I just linked, I bought some silver. And... I think all of them are in stock except for blue. That, I mean, to be fair, that's a big that's a big block. It's almost ten yeah, inches by ten inches, but that's a big boy. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. What is that, that like a hundred yeah, twenty hundred thirty dollars? I love it. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know how much you're paying. I don't know. You don't care because it's fucking South Africa. It's gonna go on something SA anyway. You're like, it's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting for the blue. blue. I've been waiting on that for like a a Clark build. Like he's the new hype guy in the Discord. It's like a. The South African maker named uh, yeah, Mitch. Yeah, Frog, Frog has something coming something from him, I think. Oh, his his looks super good. It's a uh, it's called a gunstock, 
Yep, and, yep, yep. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's like a front flipper with uh, mirror polished liners. And he got World War Two rag micarta on it. Oh, it looks so good. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I've like, been on the Discord in a few days because I've been out of town and I haven't had signal because I've been up in the mountains. And now I'm kind of pissed off because I haven't seen anything about it. I'll have to go and look. Oh, wait, I'll, I'll link a photo. He he sent me a couple. That's pretty... Uh, that's pretty... World War II Carta. That's pretty um, great. That's pretty great. Yeah, it looks freaking amazing. Um, but there were some issues with his build, and so I'm waiting for Clark to message me back on some um, some red CF or LSCF. It's it's not expensive too. The builds are like um, what maybe like five fifty I think was base build, it's and then twenty five for pretty LSCF good. and twenty five for inlays. Yeah, he's, he's from, from um, South Africa too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen a few of his knives. Looks like they're pretty cool. He likes tiny... His front flippers are tiny. Like a lot of them I've seen. It looks, um... Yeah. If anyone knows where I could buy a whole sheet or block of blue electric... Electric blue CF. Oh, I will give you $20. Electric blue CF? Or does it... Carbidize probably knows. Maybe. No, he asked me. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I bought some from a few makers, and yeah, that shit's like um, extinct. <laughs> Do you still have any left? I a whole block of it, so I'd never have to look ever again. So you CF makers out there, Vex will take your entire stock. Entire stock. <laughs> I will buy your whole block what? for a good amount of money. Mazecraft <laughs> probably would. used to have yeah. I've talked to Mazecraft. They don't know where it is. I've talked to everyone. I've literally talked to you everyone about it. You hit up Fat Carbon about it? No. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, you're gonna pay out the ass, but you, you can go ask Fat Carbon. Ask Carbon. I, I, I could um, um, send, send him the, the sheets, sheets from, from China, China so he so can make it. <laughs> I could potentially do that, but it's like, like, why would I do that? Uh, like I said, you're gonna you're gonna pay for, if Fat Carbon does it. It's something's dude. It's freaking expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be bad. Dude, if Fat Carbon, he remember he teased like a couple months ago how he's gonna put he's gonna make CF and have um instead of like a normal lightning strike like. Metal or copper, he's gonna use um titanium. Yes, you could anodize awesome. it. Frog was like losing that his would be shit awesome. Over that he was like, This is the fucking great, and it, it looked that's cool. like the future, right? Oh, I just found something new on Fat Carbon's website. It's called Purple Haze Carbon Fiber. This stuff looks what happens when you um put CF in um, I'm gonna post it here for y'all so when you can look at it. Anodize something in the water. Uh, I don't know if you want to donate some CF, I'll test it out for you. <laughs> it blows up. Yeah, the fumes kill you instantly. My I don't want to. I don't have I any have, like, like shit mixed up in the, the anno supply all the time. Um, yeah. So do you guys have so any guys other have questions, any other for, questions Kai? for Kai? Um, are we gonna, gonna, gonna wrap this up? This up. Yeah. When are you paying for all of us to fly to Singapore? When the podcast reaches one million. Uh, listeners. <laughs> One million son of a bitch. I don't, I don't, I don't think Singapore's going to let us in right now with our American code. Hey, we come at them with a million listeners. They'll, they'll live like, oh yeah. More than <laughs> These guys famous. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, small percentage of the world knows them. Let them on in. <laughs> cool. So, uh, without further ado, uh, thank you, Kai, for coming on and being our new 
wonderful co-host. I, I think people will be interested to hear more from you and your, your Singaporean knife stories. I think that'll be fun to hear from a different perspective. Also, it's fun for people to know, I think, that we're filming this at night and he is literally the next day in the morning. So, um, That's a shitty way to start your day off. He's he's recording <laughs> from the future. It's it's the second of November there, and it's the first here. So, very cool. Um, if you are interested in donating to the podcast, you can do that um, at uh, our Patreon, which is just behind the ed- the behind the edge podcast, or my PayPal um, at paypal.com backslash. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> um, no, and if, if you uh, also want to, if you want to donate on the website, you can do that too as a one-time donation of whatever. Um, that's going to go towards, uh, you know, revamping the podcast, updating the website, all that stuff, and maintaining the website um, as know, well. We always appreciate our right. We always appreciate our listeners. If you want to email the podcast, uh, behind the edge pod at gmail.com I'll read your email on here. You can send us feet pics, and I'll talk about your your hairy. Uh, goblin feet um, <laughs> if you have any questions for Kai go ahead and send emails to the podcast as well because he can respond directly to them I know some people may have questions uh, specifically considering he has a very different take on the knife community being from a very different country from us um, you know especially <laughs> since me and Jake are from the Carolinas and we share very it's very similar uh, takes and Vex is from Utah which might as well be, uh, you know... An uh, island, just a white people island. The moon, as, <laughs> as boring as the moon. The moon. <laughs> um, so, yeah. If you have any questions for Kai, you can send that to the email as well. Or, uh, you know, add us at the Discord. Um, so, yeah. And we will see you in two weeks. Uh, hopefully something fun happens. Uh, we might have a new American president by then. Oh, God. And, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, so next podcast I'll, is all about U.S. politics. We'll see you in two weeks if the United States doesn't burn down, <laughs> and if it does burn down, Behind the politics it'll, podcast. It'll be if it if the United States does burn down in two week, two weeks, it will be Kai's podcast. So, uh, yeah, this is so we'll see you on the next world. one. Bye, guys. Thanks. See you guys. All right, now we can stupid motherfuckers. <laughs>